Reese his name. Well, it's great to be here at the conference of the burning bush. Hallelujah. We're asking the same thing that Moses asked when he stood before the burning bush. He said, give me a sign. Talking to a bush. Talking to a bush there on fire and said, give me a sign. Hallelujah. And here we are. We've got that fire that was in that bush, the I am. The I am that was in that bush is in us. Now it's no more I am defeated, I am cast down, I am rejected. But it's I am that I am because the I am dwelleth in us. Hallelujah. I was listening to Brother Gray and, and uh, always love hearing him bring the nuggets of God's Word. Just dig down in there and dig those nuggets out. Hallelujah. We're living in an hour when we need to get the name of Jesus and the power of the Word like we've never had before in our life. Paul wrote and he said, And finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take into you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Hallelujah. Stand therefore. Hallelujah. With your loins girt about with truth, with the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. And take the helmet of salvation. It didn't say the cap of salvation. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is... Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Great to be here, Brother Haney. We love you and love this church. And always enjoy coming to Christian Life Center. 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. I believe God's restoring the sign gifts, the apostolic power. We've had the apostolic, the restoration of the apostolic message for years, but now God's restoring the apostolic power. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that's what's going to turn our world upside down is the old-time power of God. Preached by men with a revelation that's been touched by the fire, and know him in an intimate, close, secret way. Hallelujah. First Samuel 30. We're going to begin reading at the first verse. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag, on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said unto Bithar the priest, to Himelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, 
for they shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Hallelujah. I want to preach tonight a little while on the restoration of our power and joy. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you all. Praise God. Praise God. Now, David had his family safe in Ziklag, but the Amalekites came. Now, you'd have to be a very casual Bible student not to realize the Amalekites is types of attitudes in us. Hallelujah. Our great battle is not with demon spirits because the name of the blood takes care of those. You know what a lot of our problem is? It's been our attitude about each other and about the Word of God. Come on. I had a preacher to call me the other night, and he asked me something about another preacher, and I started to comment, and God spoke to me and said, Now, think about it. Before you say this about this preacher, do you want to release that world on him? What you say? Hallelujah. Come on. We need to get our attitude about the Word of God and the love of God and the power of God. I was talking to Brother Barnes the other night. He said, why we don't have the miracles is because we don't have conferences like this. He said, we get in there and we talk about everything except the miraculous, and this church was born in the supernatural. The Amalekites came and took Ahinoam and Abigail. Now, Ahinoam in the Hebrew means the word of grace, and Abigail means the maker of joy. Our attitudes have taken the word of grace that should be in our lips. And we can't have real joy in the Holy Ghost without the old-time apostolic power. Come on, God told Saul to slay him a long time ago. But what he kept alive came back to kill him. Come on, we need the body of Christ to walk together and move together. I think this convention is so we can go get our word and our joy. And we're going to bring it back where it belongs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God spoke to me a while back. Somebody asked me, said, you mean God really talks to you? He talks to me right in here. He said, well, God don't ever talk to me. And I said, you wouldn't hear him if he did. You'd think it was a jet plane flying over or something. You'd be like that crowd in the Bible. God spoke to them. They thought it thundered or an angel spoke. I said, God talked to me right in here. And God said, we need to somehow recover the thrill of the Word of God. The joy of seeing His Word come in and operate in us. His Word will crack over every granite boulder that opposes itself against the move of God. I was praying the other night and... and God led me to the book of Luke. And God said, you've thought of me as the blind eye opener, the deaf ear and stopper, the lame limb healer, the tomb emptier, the storm stiller. But gee, God said, you know what I was? I was a gospel preacher. I never thought of him as a preacher. Jesus Christ was a gospel preacher. He went back to Nazareth where he was brought up and went to the temple and preached and I said, well, why didn't he just line them up and open the blind eyes and unstop deaf ears and, and do all that? And God said he preached the word, and if they believed it, they got it, and if they didn't believe it, they didn't get it. And he said, I would not violate the principles that I operated in and I set up. In fact, when he got ready to talk to the churches, he didn't say now to the seven churches, speak I. He said to the angel of the seven churches because God chose the preaching of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus was a gospel preacher. He preached to that storm and it stopped. He preached to Lazarus and it came out of the tomb. When he hung on the cross, he went down to the gates of hell, quote the 22nd chapter of Psalms. Hallelujah. And God give us the word. And God give us the word. And said, you preach it. And if they believe you, they'll receive it. And if they don't believe it, they won't receive it. Somebody said, does everybody you ever pray for get healed? Sure they do. They don't all accept it. But they was healed when he took those stripes. Hallelujah. 
Jesus was a gospel preacher, and then he bequeathed it to us. He gave it back to the minister and said, I showed you how to operate in it. Now you operate in it. You know what we need? We need old-time preaching. We need one God preaching. We need Jesus' name preaching. We need hell-shaking preaching. We need heaven-sent preaching. We need revelation preaching. We need to preach it until we get our hit on our back that we can have our joy. Hallelujah. I feel faith here right now. Well, there's something in the power of the Word. There's something in the power of the Word. I was praying the other night, and uh, I was telling God. I said, God, I'm bombarding the gates of heaven, rattling the gates of heaven. And God spoke to me and said, you know how big Jerusalem is? I said, well, I read some books somewhere. It was 1,500 miles square. And God said, my throne's in the middle of it. He said, if you're at the gate, you're 750 miles from me. And you're rattling on gates that I opened up when I, when I died and rose again. Come boldly. Come boldly to the throne room. Come boldly to the throne room. And I come in there like I was taught to pray. I come in there, don't hit me, Jesus. This is my Haney. I'm dirty in the bottom of an old combat boot. I'm no good. I'm just crawling into your presence. And God spoke to me and said, get up. He said, I washed you, I cleaned you, I changed you. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You're a brand new creation. He said, you come boldly and preach my word without fear. And if you'll preach it, I'll confirm what you preach. Now, I know this word's good for the sweet by and by, but it'll do something for us in the rotten here and now, too. Come on, it'll get a hold of a drug addict. It'll get a hold of a jailbird. Hallelujah. It'll heal a cancer. Come on, this word is able to come down and touch us. Boy, Jesus is unique. He wrote a will. He died to put it in effect and rose again to see that it was carried out. Hallelujah. 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 And he gave me the will and said, I preached it, and I preached the storm still and the dead to life. I preached down the gates of hell. And he said, now I bequeath it to you, and you preach it. And if you'll preach it, I'll do whatever my word says. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, we need to learn to talk faith to each other. God didn't call me to preach my own personal convictions. Don't look at me like that. All you dumb Gentiles just got through December the 25th. God didn't call me to I got a conviction against that, but God didn't call me to preach again. He didn't call me to run around like a spiritual dipstick trying to check everybody else's oil. He told me to come and preach the word. Hallelujah. Preach the word. Come on, it's time to take this word in our hands and preach open the gates of revival. To preach open the miraculous. To preach open the power of God. Hallelujah. I was down in D. Ritter, Louisiana, preaching a while back, and Papa Glass came up to me. He said, boy, you know, have you ever thought about this? And I always like to listen to my elders because, man, they, they forgot more than I'll ever know about the word of God. And, and I said, what, Papa Glass? He said, he said, do you know there's something in every one of us, something in every one of us that fights the hard, down-to-earth, preached Word of God? And I said, well, I don't know about that. He said, you've preached enough meetings to know that when they're singing, they'll have the PA so loud, it'll part your hair down the middle. No offense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the preacher gets up to lead us into that dimension where God's going to do something, and they screw that thing down until you have to kill yourself, Brother Gray. It's funny how much volume I got now. Hallelujah. 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 
They don't ever turn down a singing concert. They don't turn down the softball game. They don't turn down some little dingling movie or something. But when a man of God gets that engrafted word and is going to preach us into a place, we can have a revival. There's something in us that doesn't want that word. He said, you ever seen anybody look at their watch at a softball game? You ever seen anybody look at their watch at a catfish supper? But when you get to preaching and you get around that time where God is really operating with the Word, there's something about us that our old Adam wants to reject that, and we need the engrafted Word of God. It's not hid from us, it's hid for us. We need to probe this Word. We need to find the Word principles and promises, and God will do it. Hallelujah. You ever wonder where it said his word will not return unto him void? How does his word return to him? Does he speak it and hit the earth and bounce back? How does his word return void? When we preach it back and pray it back, then his word will come back full of what we've asked him. You ever wonder why? Now, I preach revivals all over the country. In fact, I've been privileged to preach a lot of them here. And Sunday and Saturday night crowds is great. But Thursday and Friday, usually, in revival, it's kind of off. You know, the devil's business is to keep us out of the house of God. You know why? Because every one of us is given the measure of faith. I've got a measure, and I've got the same measure as, as Pastor Handy's got. Now, he didn't give him a half a gallon of me a pint. He didn't give him a half a gallon, Brother Urshan, a truckload. He got something somewhere. If he built this thing, turnkey job paid off, I'll tell you. Hallelujah. 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 But we're all given the measure of faith, and if the devil can separate and isolate us, he's just got one measure of faith to deal with. But we, when we come in here together, and the power of God is in here, and he's got a measure, and he's got a measure, and he's got a measure, and she's got a measure, and she's got a measure, and he's got a measure. Boy, the devil can't handle that. Hallelujah. And if he can separate us, he'll do it. That's why I said one can put a thousand to flight, and two ten thousand, and three a hundred thousand. Well, there's a power in the body of Christ. There's a power in the body of Christ. There's a power in working together. There's a power in preaching this word. We talk negative. We have actually talked ourselves out of revival before. I have seen people talk themselves out of healing. People say, well, I think I'm taking the flu. Help yourself. I'm taking good health. I don't think I'm going to have the money to pay my bills. You're looking at a guy that's going to make it. Everybody say, he's going to make it. Hallelujah. 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 We talk ourselves out of revival. We talk ourselves out of healing. It's time to put our mouth where the Word of God is. Boy, we like to read about, we, we can tell the stories in the book of Acts, and we get that poor old lame man so balled up, rolled up down there at the gate. And we have become professionals at telling the stories in the book of Acts. And Peter and John went down to the temple at the hour of prayer. Mm -hmm. We become professional at it. And then was Pentecostal preachers. Had to be, they said, silver and gold, have we not? Hallelujah. We learn to tell those stories in the book of Acts. But you know what? We're scared to death to get in the Word and live those stories and have the revival they had because we won't go get our power and our joy. Hallelujah. 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 There's a power in speaking the Word of faith. I know it's easy to talk negative when everything around you seems like it's crumbling. Come on. It's easy for your tongue to slip because it's in a real wet place. Hallelujah. We can't understand the principles of the kingdom. 
We don't understand how you could how you could have five dollars and need ten, and if you give the five to the work of God, God's going to shake it down, press it together, and run it over and give the ten back to you. It's called the law of reciprocity. We don't understand that, but it works. We haven't taught that to our people. If you don't think we're oneness, ask the ushers to let you look in the offering plate tonight. One, one, one. One way to God. Hallelujah. But we need to move in that dimension where we talk faith to each other. Our attitudes have taken the word of God and our joy right out of our midst sometimes. Come on. We, a man gets up to preach and automatically we, we put the scope on him. Well, I wonder if he's conservative or liberal. I wonder if he's a redneck or charismatic. Now, where's Mahaney coming from? Coming from that book, sir. And if you got anything to say about the book, you're going to have to talk to God. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. I'm not a redneck or not charismatic. I'm a gospel preacher, and I take this word and preach open revival every chance I get. Well, there's a power. They, they said, do the, do the miracles at Nazareth that you did down at Capernaum. If they would have opened the avenue for the miracles, they would have had the miracles at Nazareth and if they did at Capernaum. You know what broke open Capernaum? There was a man came to him and said, my friend is sick. And Jesus said, I'll come to your house. And the man said, wait a minute, I don't know what authority is. You don't need to come to my house. I tell one go, he goes, I tell another do that. He does. Listen, I don't want to, you just speak the word. I remember meeting one night right here, Pastor Hanny. They had a baby on a helicopter with brain hemorrhage. Huh? The baby wasn't going to live. And we just put that principle into effect. We just turned around here at Christian Life Center and spoke the word of faith. And when that helicopter landed, that baby was all right. I seen the couple at General Conference and they still had the child. Said it's still healed. Come on. If we had take the word of God and put it against these sicknesses... I was preaching a meeting over in Eva, Alabama. Brother Tim Boland is the pastor where we was preaching in the church. And, and uh, we had announced a miracle, I believe, in miracle service that night. And God began to deal with me in my motel room. I was laying on the floor and praying. And I said, God, I want you to confirm what I preach. I said, I want you to. I told God, I said, I want you to use me tonight to, to uh, the word of knowledge, to, you know, call people out, tell them what's wrong with them, stuff like that. And God said, God said, there's going to be a blind lady there, a man in a wheelchair that's been in a wheelchair with multiple sclerosis for 15 years. Why not take care of them instead of trying to discern high blood pressure in somebody? Hallelujah. So they brought the man in. He'd been an ordained minister in, the, in, the, in a Trinitarian Pentecostal church for 20 years. I didn't have to discern anything. The pastor leaned over and said, that man's got multiple sclerosis. He's in a wheelchair. And it didn't take a whole lot of discernment for that. And I got to preaching on the engrafted word. See, to engraft the word, you don't just take the stick and throw it out by the trunk. There's got to be a cut made in that thing. And you take that stick and you put it down in the trunk where that sap is, and it changes all the fruit on that tree. Come on, we don't ever get that realm. We don't ever get to that realm. Pastor Haney said it. We get it choked out with a Big Mac or fellowship before that Word of God ever gets root in our lives. And I was preaching on the engrafted Word. And I said, sir, if God, if you believe what I'm preaching, God will heal you. Well, I was thinking maybe he'd do it next night or something. And, and, uh, and when I said that, he jumped up out of that wheelchair. And went to doing the Watusi all over the front of that church. Everybody in the church went crazy. And I said, what's wrong? Pastor said he's been in that chair for 15 years. 
He pushed that chair to the house, told me a while back, said, I'm selling the chair and going to put the money in prison ministry. Had one of them motorized, hopped up wheelchairs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? It wasn't nothing to discern. It wasn't because we sung the right song. It's because that word of God got down and that word of God got down and touched him. Faith calls it done. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith. Now, God said it. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, do you know what? There's a power in this seed. Do you know Jesus stopped at a well and talked to a woman that had been married five times? And the one she was living with was one of them other deals. And he talked to that woman and planted the seed that when a deacon went back into that city, he turned the city upside down because of that seed of revival he planted in that church. They caught a woman in the very act of adultery in the temple. It was Solomon's porch. Jesus talked to her, planted the seed. And after Pentecost, 5,000 received the Holy Ghost in one day in Solomon's porch. They drug Stephen out there and stoned him. He became the seed for the apostolic revival. And there was a man named Saul, a little wild rabbi. Hallelujah. By the seed of Stephen, Saul wrote 14 books of the Bible and preached the gospel all over this world. Hallelujah. I preached over in Fort Worth where, where old Brent's at now. And, uh, and God help Fort Worth. Hallelujah. And, and I was preaching in Fort Worth and a young couple came up and they said, the pastor there before Brother Norton went there, said, uh, Brother Mahaney, this couple wants to introduce you. Do you know him? Well, I didn't know him from Adam. And, and uh, they got up and they said, five and a half years ago, we was driving through Jacksonville, Arkansas, and heard one of the most arrogant, loud preachers we'd ever heard in our life on the radio preaching, offering anybody $1,000 for anybody could show where anybody was baptized using the titles after Pentecost. And they said, let's find out who that is. And said, it was Brother Mahaney. They was in the military, chaplains, and they got to studying. They got to the West Coast down in Southern California and got in that Trinitarian bunch and got to studying about baptism. He got shipped out to the nation of Greece at the same time our missionary, Brother Alan Demas, was shipped out to Greece. Hallelujah. He was in the service, and Brother Demas over there had his hands raised, and the guy kind of walked over to him and said, let me ask you a question. Do you baptize the same way Mahaney does? From a three-and-a-half-minute sermon, while he was getting him a hamburger at a dairy bar in Jacksonville, Arkansas, the seed was planted, and that was the first one ever to be baptized by our missionary in the nation of Greece. Don't you tell me this word ain't powerful. Don't you tell me this word ain't powerful. I was in revival year before last in Longview, Texas for Brother A.D. Spears, and there was a young girl came in. Her folks wouldn't let her come back. She got married, moved to Houston. I was in a tent revival the next summer for Brother Foss, and her and her husband and child all prayed through to the Holy Ghost because of the seed that was planted a year before in that revival. Salem, Oregon. There was a man driving in his car, had one of those uh, CB radios. I used to have one sold it. Heard worse talk on that than I ever did a television when I had a television. My, my, what do you call your name on that thing? Handle. My handle was a Raven Reverend. You want to talk about getting quiet air. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They was transporting a man to the state prison. And a layman got on the CB and said, could I talk to that man? The marshal said, I guess so. And he put the mic up to the inmate's mouth and said, when you get to prison, 
call Albert Dillon. You know, Curly Dillon. Hallelujah. Call Albert Dillon and ask for a visitation. And from a two-minute conversation on a CB radio, a seed was planted. And 500 men and women have been baptized in Jesus' name. A watermelon seed produces itself 250,000 times. Hey, guy, the prophet came and they said, we plant, we don't get a harvest. We go to the oil press and we, speak, and we want 50 gallons and we get 10 gallons. What's the deal? And hey, guy said, you got any seed? And they said, yeah, it's worse than that. And he said, in the barn. We need to get this seed out of the barn, folks. We need to get this seed out of the barn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to get this seed out of the barn. I was talking to a farmer the other day. I talk, he made a million dollars back when uh, in farming. So you know he had to be a good farmer. And, and I've never lived on a farm. Well, I've lived on farms, but not the kind he had. And, and, and he said, he said, Preacher, you know you can take a seed and throw it out there, and, and if you leave that seed for days and days and days, eventually uh, it'll sprout. And I said, well, okay. He said, but if you take that seed and soak it, it don't matter what kind of seed it is, it'll, it'll, it'll come up in three days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the power of the spiritual seed? If we'd soak it in faith and praise and, and, and prayer and worship and we'd take it out and put it out in this world, can you imagine the reproductive power in the seed of God? It'll heal cancer. Come on. The other night, just talking about the name of Jesus. We're in revival now in Dallas, Texas, and just talking about the low key, wasn't screaming, spitting on the fifth row, wasn't red in the face, kicking over alders or throwing books or nothing, just talking about the name of Jesus. A woman had a had a crack in her arm. The doctor was going to have to break it and reset it. Just talking about the name of Jesus. That thing popped, and she looked down, and it grew together again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, there's a power in the seed. There's a power in the seed. Come on, it's time to preach this thing wide open. It's time to take the Word of God and preach it until hell can't stand it. It's time to preach it until cancer can stay. It's time to preach it and worship Him. If the devil can steal our joy, if the devil can steal our joy, if the devil can steal our joy. I was preaching at a camp meeting a couple years ago, and I, you talk about dead. And Brother Jeff Arnold had preached it the year before, and I figured maybe Jeff could liven them up a little bit. But they was dead. I told them, I said, I said, take me to the airport tomorrow, get me away from this place. I said, I didn't ask you to come and preach this. That's not my desire to preach camps. And the superintendent said, we want revival. That's the reason we called you. And I said, does anybody here know where God lives? Way in the back, a little old mama back there with a little old white Pentecostal knot said, I know where he lives, sonny boy. Oh, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And the superintendent said, I believe that. I said, you really want revival to break up in this district? He said, yes. I said, get your district board here and get out and dance in the aisle a little bit. I used to be a lot more popular camp speaker than I am now, huh? I'm getting a revelation now up here on this platform. Hallelujah. And the superintendent said, I don't know about you, but I want it. And he jumped out there in the aisle and was dancing and shouting, and the power of God fell. A woman came up that had curvature of the spine. God had healed her spine as straight as that microphone stand. There was a child that was cross-eyed. God healed his eyes. There was a woman that hadn't spoken in three years. She came up and sang her testimony. You know why? Because we soak this word in praise and worship and put it out there and it works.
preaching with Brother Barnes a while back, and there was a girl there that was trying to kill her. They had made three attempts on her life. And I was just preaching along. God spoke to me and said, Stop, confess that scripture. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. And we got to confessing that. And that gal was standing with her eyes closed. And she felt somebody very large come up and stand beside her. She moved over and whatever it was moved right up against her. She opened her eyes and nobody was there. And God spoke and said, This is your angel. Hallelujah. 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 Don't you ever be afraid anymore. I was praying way early this morning, four way before daylight in Little Rock, Arkansas. And God spoke to me and God said, I've commissioned angels from all points of the universe to come to that conference. Say, I don't believe in that. Well, that's your privilege. A few weeks ago in Dallas, Texas, I had a 21-year-old boy that was just cold and, and backslidden his heart, like a bunch of you young people here. And uh, might as well be honest. Hallelujah. Come on, we tried to whitewash everything. We're like Saul with eggs sitting at the table. He cut, his, he cut his thumbs and his great toes off so he couldn't hold a sword or a spear. And we've taken sin and tried to, tried to fix it where it couldn't hurt us. But it'll come back on us every time. Talk of faith out of one side and doubt out of the other. You're a zero, man. It's never a good time. We started revival a year before last at Brother A.D. Spears Church. And we was going to go uh, three or four nights. Sister Spears got sick, was paralyzed, couldn't get out of the bed in the hospital in Beaumont. Brother Spears fell out and we was afraid he had something wrong with his brain or something. He got something wrong with his brain. All right, hallelujah. Lady said, you can't leave, Charles. We met that morning at 9 o'clock in the morning. And we started praying, and nobody left that church till 1.30 that night. I was sitting way in the back, and the crowd was saying, and Brother Spears was walking back and forth. And that man moves in the Holy Ghost as much as I've ever seen anybody in my life. And I saw a vision. I've not seen many visions. But I saw a vision of, of that church with a serpent wrapped around that church. It had that church so in its coils. It loosened up and let the church shout a little bit on Sunday night. But when we got into that dimension of revival, that old serpent would coil back up. And God said, I'm fixing to deliver this church from that serpent. And at that time when God said that, A.D. stood up and began to prophesy. And said, I delivered you from that serpent. I'm setting you free. And to prove it, I'm healing your wife. His wife got up out of the hospital bed and went and got her a cheeseburger at Beaumont. I saw that serpent lose its hold on that church. And that bed, I saw it fall off that church and slide down that aisle. And don't you point your finger at Longview. There's a bunch of churches that's bound. We're like Israel. I've never been under bondage to any man, they, they told him. And, and Rome had their foot on their neck at the very time. And I saw that serpent slide down that aisle. And when that thing left, the power of God fell in that place. We went seven months in revival. There was one night in the whole church. Everybody, Brother Spears and I never touched the power of God swept that place. We never laid hands on them. And everybody in the house was slain out under the power except 51 people. You know why? Because we took that word and said, this gives us jurisdiction over every spirit that tries to hinder us. We're going to go get our Abigail and our Ahinahim, and we're going down to Samaria, and we're going to have this revival that's going to fill all of Samaria with this joy. With joy shall we draw waters out of the wells of salvation. 
Hallelujah. 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 The thief cometh. Not but to steal and to kill. Has he ever killed your joy? Huh? Has he ever talked you out of shouting? Has he? He has me. He comes to steal your revival, your joy. He wants to steal our kids. Brother Jones, he wants to steal our young people. And I said, God, you have got to give me a scriptural principle that tells me there's going to be a restoration and we're going to put the devil where he belongs. And God, give me Proverbs 6, 30 and 31. Read that, Brother Scott. Despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found... Now, wait a minute. If you figure out who's taking your joy... But if he be found... Now, wait a minute, Scott. If you figure out who's taking your joy... But if he be found... And you figure out who's taking your power. If you figure out who's coming against your families. If you figure out... There's over 130 scriptures in the Bible that said our kids is going to be saved. You can let the devil have yours if you want to. He's not getting mine. If he be found... If he be found... If you figure out who's taking your shout, who's keeping you out of the dimension of the gifts, who's robbing us from our healing, well, it's the will of God for me to be sick. Somebody said, no, you've been reading that inquiry again. It ain't the will of God for you to be sick. If he be found, we know who's doing it, don't we? Read it, Brother Scott. If he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall restore sevenfold. You know what? I'm going to shout seven times more than I would have shouted if that rat hadn't got on my case. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm going to have a seven times greater revival in my ministry than I would have had if he had never tried to stop me. Because I got a Bible principle that said if I find out who's doing it, I got a right to make him restore to me sevenfold, sevenfold, sevenfold. Sabbathful! Sabbathful! six priests at Nob. Doeg killed 25 of them. And one of them took the ephod. And that's the ephod he brought to David. Doeg means fearful in the Hebrew. Hallelujah. Don't you let fear take your revival. He wrapped that ephod around Goliath's sword. Well, a good revival of joy cover up the sword of our enemy woman. Hallelujah. 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 Shanta Boko Shida Borada Katarasata. Shanta Borada Lama. Shanta If you need a physical healing in your body, lift your hands. If you need a physical healing in your body, around this place. Confess this scripture. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. of sinners coming to our revival and boy I got one of them old sermons way out of the back of my book and one of them you know where you tell them graveyard stories and you got 30 seconds to get to the altar I've done that here a lot of times 66 steps yeah and God spoke to me and God said I never told you to preach people under conviction I told you to preach the word and I'd convict them and if I don't convict them and draw them they ain't going to be there next week. That's why I pray places where I've been places where I'd have 150 to get the Holy Ghost. And three weeks later, you couldn't find one with a search warrant. I scared them in and shook the devil out of them. And God said, let me convict them. I never called you to preach conviction. I called you to preach the word. And he said, I'd do the convicting. I preached about like tonight, and I said, okay, God, you draw. That man, people was climbing over the chairs, getting to the altar. You know why? He has wrapped all his authority up in his word right here. Shut all of us. Let's just wait on God. Let's just let's just hold the music a minute, Brother Good. And I think God would like to talk to us a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just wait on God. speak unto you, my people. I have ordained that this group gather themselves together. I knew who would be here, and I knew who would not come because of circumstances. But I have heard your prayer, and I have seen your hunger, and I am the Lord that fights for you. I have made you great and precious promises in my word. Would you dare hold me to my promise? Would you dare return my word to me in prayer and speak in my word? And I'll come. I'll gird my sword on my thigh. And I'll fight for you as I fought in the day of battle because I change not. I am the God that healeth thee. I am the God that brought you out. I am the God that can do all things. But you must believe my words and speak forth my words, and in them will I do these things. And you will be my child, and I'll be your God. I, your Lord, has spoken this very night.
I'm not telling anybody they have to. I'm telling you everybody's got the Holy Ghost and can. I want you to pray in the Holy Spirit for this for this meeting right here. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost for this meeting. Come on, reach out and touch God. Come on, deep's calling unto deep. The same God that groaned at Lazarus' tomb, he groaned in the Spirit. That same God wants to groan through us in intercessory prayer. Come on, we're breaking through something now. Come on. Well, there's something that only intercessory prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost can do. Move out in the aisles and begin to pray. Come on, move out in the aisles and begin to pray. Find somebody and begin to intercede with them. The power of agreement. Come on, move in the aisle and begin to pray. If you need repentance, if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, whatever you need, come on down right now while the Spirit's pulling, while the Spirit's moving. Come on, church, move in the aisle and begin to intercede all over this house. Come on, God's here to heal. God's here to baptize. The blood's here to forgive. Come on. Come on, get somebody by the hand. Bring them on up around the front. Come on, get somebody by the hand. Bring them up around the front. The body ministry. The body working together. The body functioning together. The body as a unit loving each other. Hurry, come on, move. Get somebody by the hand. Bring them up around the front. God, touch my friend, Jesus. Come on, get somebody by the hand. Bring them up. 